really? That's a scary thing. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I started talking, was... but for some reason the mic wasn't working. Hi, everyone, <laughs> and welcome to the Space Cave Chunky Podcast. Uh, yeah, I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. What? Oh, you know, oh, we're doing a thing. And uh, we're also your co-host, Hunter. What's going on, everybody? Surprise! Yeah, we were supposed to do a... Okay, uh, we were supposed to interview the developer of Dual Universe, but he's in France. So we're going to have a 6 a.m. podcast. Which, Those French. Which turned into a 7 a.m. podcast. Which turned into, oh, we might do it a month from now podcast. So we're just kind of going... So we asked the um, community for some topics... Oh, hi, Joe. Sorry. Hi, oh, Joe. hello. And, 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 it, and if the guy that was supposed to be on here is from France, uh, je, peux, je peux faire le, le podcast en français. Si oh, vous voulez. God. Yeah, because you're Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm from Quebec. Friends, if you don't remember Joe, he is the host of the Upper Memory Block podcast. We had him on. A, we, we tried to have him on a couple weeks ago to talk about old hardware, and that went horribly because you had apparently some outage. Yeah, the internet just uh, this. I've, I have my internet has been solid for like three years straight, and of course, the one time I'm supposed to be on with you guys, it all goes to hell. Speaking of which, Steam broke. <laughs> for for some reason, oh great, Call Graph is now starting and stopping and starting and stopping. Oh, I'm probably gonna have to use the YouTube. Anyway, I keep eating and eating. <clears throat> so yeah, we got uh, we we got a bunch of topics. Um, to talk about tonight. Joe is also going to be back in about a month because we we're going to talk old hardware. I just wasn't ready to do that tonight because I'm learning how to use virtual audio cable and I want to have this, this, these beautiful Roland units sitting right next to me actually live, you know? So that would be wonderful if I can make that happen. So I'm still. Maybe, maybe I'll try and pipe mine in too when we do that. Oh, if you can, do you know how to use virtual audio cable? Uh, sure. I've got things and. I've got a Mac. Oh, <laughs> so, never mind. That doesn't help oh. me at all. That doesn't help me at all. Uh, it actually makes life easy. It's, it's much easier on a Mac for some reason. You know, if you buy things. Yeah, yeah. Big uh, clicky buttons. Icons are pretty. Yes. And they're made of titanium. Uh, so we have a bunch of topics to talk about. So let's let's just get right to it. The first topic from Little Blue Robot on Twitter. Question: What are you dying to see slash experience in upcoming space games? That's an interesting question. Um, Very actual prompt. space games. That's a, that's what that's the question. Yeah. Uh, what do you? No, dying? no. That's my answer. <laughs> oh yeah, more. I guess. Uh, yeah. As opposed to what do you mean? I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure. What are you dying to see? Experience. Uh, Free Space Three. No. Uh, <laughs> Free Space well, Three I, confirmed. I, I just I, I just want to get out of my ship and walk around. You know. That's yeah. the theme of 2016, <laughs> is getting out of the spaceship and walking around his fucked-over star citizen at his, you know, like, no man's sky. Like, all these games, as soon as you get out of the ship, you fail. So don't get out of the ship. It's like Interstate 82, right? Never get well, out of the ship. Never get out of the ship. That's, <laughs> a, that's a very interesting concept, though, because, I mean, I think, I think some games, like EVE Online, for example, have been talking about trying to do that for years they and all they it. they just kind of gave they, up yeah and all they really did was just like here's like a little room you can walk around by yourself have fun you yeah, know I think the, the problem with that is is you get like games that try and do that and and it always ends up being two different games and one game is always way better than than the other game yeah except for right, like, 
Except for Parkan 2. It gets in both parts, right? In my right. Because I'm thinking... thinking... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You're thinking... Okay. I'm thinking, I, I'm, I'm thinking of like, uh, Star Trek Online. Like, the, the space stuff is sort of fun. And the planet stuff is horrible. Awful. Right. But here's the problem with that. That's not a very, like, seamless transition, right? So, you want to know what game that I, I can currently think of that actually did it, but you can't play it anymore? What's up? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? Star Wars Galaxies? I don't know. Star Wars Galaxies! Yeah! Yeah, I did it! Yeah. They actually, towards the end of life, when before before they shut down the servers, they actually made it available to where you could actually fly your ship around the surface, point that crap upwards, fly into space. Granted, it was a slight loading screen going into space, but, you know, you could do it. And now you can kind of do that with uh, a few other games where you can, like, get in and out, like, space engineers and stuff like that. But the, the one game that I do remember actually doing it and actually worked and, and felt good to play was Star Wars Galaxies. I never actually played that. By the time they, <clears throat> sorry, by the time they implemented the space stuff, I was like, I have jump gate. Why would I play this? <laughs> and I, I think because I was very resistant to to MMOs at the time because I knew I would get <laughs> sucked in. Good, good. Yeah, and it's just it's a very it's a very interesting thing to like want to have. Like you want to be able to say like, hey, can I get out of my ship and and go walk around and do these things. Um, and you know, you're seeing with, with the, with the tech demo that is Star Citizen, they're, they're, they're trying to, to do that same thing, but whether they can deliver that on such a large scale is yet to be determined. I mean, Starflight did it. Sort of. Kinda. But yeah. You, you get out, you sort of get out of your ship, you just get into a little thing. Yeah, you just get into a smaller ship. Really. Yeah. <laughs> but that's still awesome. Right. Uh, Starflight's an amazing game. Still, oh yeah, it's still awesome. And some games did allow you to do that, like the one I was playing a couple weeks ago, Alien Legacy. You had your big, huge arc ship, and you had your little drones that you could fly around. That was, oh, I tell you, that I tell you what I'm, I'm telling. All right, I figured it out. I know what I want from a space game. Okay. I want I want them to make a game like like X Terran Conflict, uh huh, but multiplayer with the capabilities of multiplayer. Oh, okay. Not necessarily like a MMO size, like maybe uh. Like up to four people can like whatever, or maybe like um, dedicated servers, like you see with Evercron, for example. If I, they could make if they could make an X game that was multiplayer, I'd be excited. Now, would you want EgoSoft to do this themselves, or someone to make an X like game that happens uh, to have co op or something? Right, something that's very similar to maybe one of the X games, not necessarily that company, but like to be able to do that. Yeah, because I want real. I mean, I wonder if, like, because X Rebirth was such a, yeah, um, that maybe, yeah. like, it, to placate the community, they'd be like, hey, the next one you can play with your friends, you know, but they probably won't. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't tried X Online, you know, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't even, like, tried What's that. that MMO that, uh, that we were messing around with, and we just recently had the guy on, and I cannot remember. Earth and Beyond? No, no, I think you're thinking of, um... That one that you can play on Android and uh, no, uh, no, it's it's the one where um, you can build farms on the planet and then oh, fly Ascent, up Astro- Ascent. Ascent, yeah, that's yes. it. Oh yeah, so, Ascent. Yes. So Ascent, I would play Ascent, except that the the actual flight is very. It's it's an uh, odd system. I do it's not an odd, like. The it's an odd system. Like it has this anchor that yeah. doesn't always seem to work. It's a little bit well, it feels okay, inconsistent so and if it if it used the flight mechanics like um uh Everspace, right? Where you just flew the ship, you know, third person, whatever. 
I would play the hell out of that game if it was that. Because uh, it's, it's got all the components that it needs for that, except it just does not have fun flying. And it I'm really there doesn't. To have, if... I'm there to enjoy the flying. That's why I can still stand to play Elite, even though Elite does nothing but that. It's like Microsoft Flight Simulator. What does what story does Microsoft Flight Simulator have? Uh, here's here's how you're going to fly to Detroit. Right. Yeah, exactly. Whatever story you want it to have. Exactly. I fly around the airport. I look, oh, look, there's trees. Honey, what did you do, what did you do today? I flew to Hawaii. See, this, yeah. this is why games like Privateer and Freelancer work, because they have a good mix. They have a good mix of open elements, but they still have enough linearity to pull you forward. So, so here's my prop, proposition. Everybody yeah. is into these survival games now, right? Uh, like, oh, the survival, the crafting, the whatever. I hate okay. it. Well, you know what? Let's do an entrepreneurial survival game. Like, you need to make money, or you're not going to be able to put gas in your ship, and then your game's over. So you better be able to make the ship payment, plus fill the gas tank, and how are you going to do it? Like, you better start trading or mining or doing something, because that bill's due at the first of the month. And then if you fail that, the repo guys are on you, right? So, you know, it, it, I, I think uh, you could make it a survival game. You just put pressure on the player. And, and exploration-y games, like Elite, there's no pressure in Elite. That's the problem. There, there's no incentive to struggle against it because all That's I'm true. doing is grinding money. And, and the game doesn't try to take anything from me. I just continue to heap things. And, then, and at the end, I just own a giant pile of stuff. Right. The only that's how I feel too. Insurance when you get killed, and that's a minuscule amount. Now, if that get, if if when you died in Elite, it took your ship and was like, "Here's your Sidewinder." Oh well, that's a different game. But <laughs> yeah, you know, well, but <laughs> yeah. the problem also is that's when that's when like, you throw it against the wall. There's also like no lockers like to store anything, so it's like, "Here's your Sidewinder in this system, like thirty thousand light years away." Oh no, you're dead. All your shit's gone. Permadeath. I would have I would have went permadeath with it. Have you played oh, the, I see original Elite? Yeah. the original Elite is just a fuck. <laughs> it gave no that, fucks. It gave no that fucks game, about that game, you or my God. And that's what made it fun, right? Because it was like it's like playing Pac-Man. It's like, oh shit, I got to the tenth level this time, and then I died, and then yeah. I start over again, right? Yeah, you got uh, really good at Mario Brothers but, World One One, right? <laughs> but you know, there's going to be a contingent where if they can't get their exact ship back. For a price, they're just gonna quit. They're just not gonna play. Shit. We did, this game ain't for you. We don't need sissies here. Like we're space gamers. But isn't, isn't that which is good unless you need to like you know you sell know, games? You know what? Then then what you do is you allow the player the freedom to choose, right? So, which way so you want to have a but you have you have two different. Uh, well, here here's here, my my proposal to this is each mode that you can play that game in should be a distinct different character that cannot interact with characters from the other modes. You can have as many characters as you damn want, though. They currently I do agree with this. Fun. I actually do so, agree with this. So 100%. it's like, yeah. if I want to play offline, or I want to play with a buddy offline, private group, then that is a character. If I want to play online, that is a character. And that dude is permadeath. So if I want to have fun, I set my own server up, I make my own rules, I can move the sliders, and I can have the kind of fun I want. And I, I cannot bitch because, oh, combat's not hard enough. Well, I'll slide that slider up and make the, uh, the AI smarter, right? It's like, oh, I wish they hadn't nerfed the AI down because they made them dumb, and now I'm shooting fish in a barrel again. Why? Because you have to appease the mass market 
and so many people. It's the vocal minority gets in the forum. They make so much noise that the developers are like, oh my god, everybody hates it. And it's like, no, it's only like 20 people, but they won't shut up. You know, so that I think at that point it's the 80-20 rule. You can afford to fire 20% of your customers. Just let the bitches go away and then please the 80% that are left. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I think the, the win-win is just let me have private instance and public, two separate characters, and in my private instance, mm. I can do any damn thing I want. But Sad it does affect kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I can have my friends in, right? You can have a 100 friends in your game. I don't care. It's like those Mobius guys, right? They, um, you join Mobius, and it's a private uh, friend list, and if you engage in PvP, they kick you out. So therefore, everybody's clean. It's a cooperative experience. Nobody's in there PvP in anybody. Um, and hey, that's great. And you get in there and you make a lot of friends and, and everybody cooperates and, and whatever. But there's no mutual community goal to do, right? It's just like, you know, you pass each other like, hey, morning, Bob, you know, <laughs> I'm docking, whatever. That's one um, thing I think uh, Evercron did right is when you're playing multiplayer, you all have like this, if you're in the same system, you're basically like, oh, we all have the same goal. Let's go. I think they did that really well on that one. Yep. But uh you kind of touched on another topic that someone... Uh, who recommended this one? Oh, Mark over on uh, Facebook. He wanted to talk about how shitty crafting has gotten in a lot of kids. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't know about necessarily how shitty crafty, crafting has gotten. Um, are we talking specifically just space games? Uh, not necessarily, but he mentioned, uh, two games specifically. He mentioned No Man's Sky and, uh, what was the other one? We Happy Few, which apparently... Well, the thing about No Man's Sky is it's technically not a crafting game. I mean, yes, the, yes, there is a little bit of a crafting element to it, but that's not the purpose of the game. It's not like, you know, it's not like, um, where there is a major crafting element, say in games like Skyrim or something like that, um, like you know, do you, do you follow with what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like the craft, the crafting in No Man's Sky really isn't like that big of a deal. It's just all you're really doing is is mining um, the same types of elements that will like make a whole bunch of things. But like the the crafting mini game really to me just doesn't make it a crafting game. It's more of an exploration uh, game than anything. I don't, I don't know, like, I feel like the crafting element of that game just, it's not like what you're supposed to be concerned with. Yeah, it could just be like, here's a bag, go out and collect a thousand diamonds, and bring right. them back, and we'll give and you those, a new ship. And, and those thousand could diamonds could make, like, a whole shit ton of stuff, so it's just like, it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, have you played Subnautica, Brian? If you haven't played Subnautica, you need to play That's Subnautica. a crafting game. I have not, because I don't like crafting in survival games. Oh no, that's a little different though. This this one is actually very interesting because it's an exploration game where it's like, wow, there's a bunch of really weird alien fishies in this place. And it's a hostile environment, but it's a hostile environment that you very much understand because it's the ocean, right? Like we've we've always dealt with, you know, there's water. It's scary. You can die in it. There's crazy stuff and it's dark down there. Um so, but to get the resources to continue to live, you have to go down there. So it's kind of a, you know, like how long can you keep your game going kind of thing. Well, and the but interesting it's not thing high about, pressure. 
Well, the thing that's interesting between those two games, like Subnautica and No Man's Sky, is Subnautica, you're actually crafting and, like, building stuff, building things that, like, uh, an actual living environment to live in underwater. As we're with No Man's Sky, uh, you're not really building anything that's uh, of, of value, you know? Like, there's nothing that you're, yeah, you're just, just upgrading your ship and making money. And you like, open all you do. backpack. Right, like I'm thinking of games like like I played Terraria for a while, and that is, I guess, is, is more yeah. like a pure crafting survival type game. Right, and then, exactly. that was fun for a while, and then I got tired of it. And yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think they're really Starbound, Minecraft, any of those games are crafting games. Yeah, but yeah. I'll tell you what, Starbound is essentially No Man's Sky, except with a much better building mechanic, and it's got much. a better story and it's better everything except for the graphics. Actually, actually it has a story that's the thing. Yeah. And AC Wraith says Subnautica from what he's heard is No Man's Sky done right. Yep. Yes. yes. And also has the same multiplayer. <laughs> well, it's gotta be popular. That's my there. only frustration. It's gotta be popular. There are 1,500 people playing it right now. It's about to be 1,501 as soon as Steam boots up. I talked myself into it. I'll get yes. it. I'll get it on the next sale. Yeah, it's totally worth it. It's uh, it's oh, Steve well, wake back up. It's Look not sixty dollars worth it, but it is worth it. Yeah, and the developers on it. Um, some of those guys are the same dudes that are behind. Um, uh, what is that thing? Natural Selection Two. Um, oh, very, which is a very good game. Thing. It's a very yeah. So um, I, sorry, but but anyway, so it's it's a kind of a mixed thing there, and they have a Desera. Is it Desera? Uh, what's the Discord? I'm sorry, not Desera. Discord. They have a uh, Discord. Oh, you're talking about Subnautica now. I thought you were talking about yeah. No, the the Subnautica guys have a Discord server, and you can go in there and just hang with the devs all day, and while That's they're building stuff. Yeah, a lot of dev teams are starting to do that, and a lot of dev teams should start to do that. Chris Roberts. I should do that at work. I'd get nothing done. Nudge, nudge, <laughs> wink, wink. Chris Roberts and Derek Smart. <laughs> I, I just want to get Derek and Chris in a chat room together. Oh lord! And I, could, I could only imagine oh, all the uh, no oh, fake God. names, the Cloud no, Imperium oh, Discord God. channel. Oh, <laughs> oh God! No, oh. oh God! <laughs> Be pandemonium in there. So I guess to answer Little Blue Robot's question, we want uh, more choice. Is basically what we want to see is more choice in how we play our own the the games we play. All I want is Squadron Forty Two the way they pitched it to me like two years ago. Uh four. Four years ago, sorry. <laughs> or even the way it was pitching two years ago was better than the way it's pitching or, today. Or what was the game that Chris Roberts did before? Freelancer? Was it, what was the one that came out in like 2000 or 2003 or Free, something like that? Freelancer. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's Freelancer. Freelancer. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's Just make the game. Freelancer, bro. He's trying to make Freelancer again, but like what he promised. I don't know. There's like a guy in a YouTube video that broke down everything that Chris was trying to do with Freelancer and how that game was actually supposed to be out in like '98, but it like got pushed back and yeah, sold it, and yeah, all this other crazy shit. Yeah, and, I went to a Microsoft gaming conference in uh, early 2000, and uh, they showed what was to become a Freelancer, and it was not the same game that we actually got. <laughs> it was very yeah. different. Then one actually ended up in the box. Uh, it was much more detailed. They had to cut, they had to cut a whole bunch of features just to get it to like, yeah, um, ship, ship the game. Yeah. And that's the thing. This isn't surprising because that happened there. That happened with Strike Commander. Yeah. Back in the day. True. Like, that's true. So it's like this, this is, and, and I guess before it was manageable because he had to 
and he was beholden to, to a publishers, publisher. right? Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. But now he is the publisher. Oh no, oh no. Dun, 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 yeah, dun. sometimes, sometimes when the guards go away and you let the inmates run the asylum, nothing gets done. You see, so, they, they learn why it's difficult to be a, a publisher. And yeah, Chris has a and Chris has a Chris has a good point on uh, YouTube. They, why we can't buy freelancer digitally is a crime. I mean, they have a remastered uh, Age of Empires, Age of Mythology, Rise of Nations. Right. Who like, published Freelancer? Who's got it tied up? Microsoft. Microsoft. Oh, it's Microsoft. Wow. Yeah, we should get that. Yeah, there's a lot of games we should get, but we won't. I'm still looking at you, Activision, and all those like Star Trek Armada games. But you know, hey, I'll be okay. I just. I'm w- sure. I'm sure Gog is working feverishly. I just want Rise of Legends, you guys. That's all I want. And Clown Academy. But Rise of Legends. Because the disc version doesn't work very well. It's really sad. Yeah, I need more Gowron. <laughs> Glory to you at your house. Yes! Thank you. <laughs> well Thank done. You so much. Well done. But you gotta, you gotta bug eye it. You have to like crazy bug eyes. eye the crazy out of it. <laughs> we do not forgive. Eyes or forget. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Did they put Uh, some kind of a prosthetic on that guy to make his eyes pop out? No, no, no. I read he actually got the job because he could do that. (laughs) He started out. He started out on Next Gen. He played Gyron on Next Gen before uh, the Deep Space Nine stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. He got the job because he had those crazy eyes. That's what I read, and it worked. Because you remember him for that. Oh, absolutely. Chris on YouTube, lost the files to what? Freelancer? Oh, that'd be a tragedy. We can fix you, Chris. <laughs> that'd be a tragedy if they lost the files to Freelancer. Then there's... It would be about a 10-second inconvenience Tra- because I have the files to Freelancer. You. Wait, what? They can be yours. Oh, that shit's compiled. You can't use that. What? Yeah. Uh, you can't use already compiled stuff. You need the code. Yeah. Oh, that... that. Oh, you mean he had the files files to freelancer. What? And they're gone. Oh, Chris or is maybe. saying a lot of times when there's an old game that we want resurrected, they lost the files, quote unquote. Or something. Like, Someone had them oh, on yeah, some Like Cataclysm, like Homeworld Cataclysm, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus. yeah. Oh, the, the files speaking like, of, huh? speaking of Cataclysm, yes. if you, if you go into the Facebook group for Homeworld 3, yeah. um, they are talking in there a lot about all of the homeworld easter eggs that are buried in no man's sky apparently what? hello games is a big big fan of that stuff so you know the um huh. the the beast or whatever the hell they called it it was that the um it was basically the the viral borg that that infested ships yeah yeah, yeah 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 okay yeah that's in no man's sky uh, there's reference to it because you find something that's infected and yeah. Well, that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's little Easter eggy things in there. But uh, yeah, so I guess what I'm dying, I guess that's what we're dying to see, little blue robot, is um, more choice in how we play our own games. Uh, basically, if we want to be able to instance with just ourselves, we want to do that. If we want to play with four people and get out of our ship and run around and smack each other around and do a little dance, we want to do that too. Well, because like let's let's look at games like um oh I don't know Borderlands or Diablo sure. three or Diablo two for that matter 
where you had a per, like you know your own world that you could play in, but you and could have you can invite friends. people in, yeah, mm-hmm. and they can they can join you on this little question. I'm looking at you, Skyrim, because you should do this too. Um, but I mean, I guess we got like the Elder Scrolls Online, so I guess that's a little bit of a which, you know an okay, which is pretty awesome and offers a different enough experience that they come. Right, but I haven't played ESO. But is it is it kind of like everyone, or is it like a standard MMO, or it's, is you're it not... kind of is, but it kind of isn't. It's very Skyrim. They with it's very Skyrimy, and the interesting thing is they do the instancing in a very unique way. Like I could be sitting here watching like explosions happen, and you could stand right next to me and not see what I'm seeing. Yeah, it's very strange how they do very it. interesting how they do it. It's it's really cool. So like if I'm if I'm working on one quest and you're close by working on another one, we see almost different things even though we're in like the same island. Yeah. Oh, so it's like kind of hardcore of the phasing concept that they started doing in WoW a while back. I guess so. Yeah, but yeah. but like with WoW, they phase you out, like you don't see the other people really. Right. This you still do. Oh, okay. So you see everyone, but everyone is seeing different things. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, actually. Yeah, hmm. like someone might have a quest to light a boat on fire, but you haven't gotten that quest yet, so the boat's not on fire. But so someone's that, just running around doing stuff around nothing. <laughs> kinda, yeah, but you know they're running around doing stuff, and then you're so it's running like around you're, doing stuff. It's like you're, it's like you're sharing the world, but you're not really. So in other words, if you have to go and kill fifteen guys in order to to save another man's life for whatever quest line you're on, it doesn't ruin it for the other person who's also like maybe going to have to get that quest in the next five seconds, and there's not a whole bunch of dead guys he's got to wait to have respawn there. Yeah, right. But, the, but yeah, the, the lineup for the for the mob that you have to kill. But I've also seen certain times where if you're doing a quest at the same time someone else's and that you're doing the same quest... And you're partied up? You're, no, not even. I, I oh, was really? playing the other day, and like we all had to... There were, we had to kill this one guy, and there were like ten of us, and we we're like, "When's this guy gonna spawn?" I don't know, but he spawned, and we all killed him. And we all got the credit for it for our quest. We're all on the That's same cool. quest at the same time. It was great, uh, but they they make it very clear what's a solo instance and what's uh, what's a group instance, and but it's still very Skyrimy. Like you could so I I almost have entirely soloed ESO, and it's so great. It's yes, so, Chris, I agree with you. That's what Guild Wars Two was fun. I too. can't click with Guild Wars Two. I can't. I've tried. It's, it's 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 its own beast, and I and I completely understand why you can't. Yeah, I I, I love the world. I love I love the world it's trying to create. It's so vibrant and alive, but it's just it, for some reason it hasn't clicked with me yet. But someone told me to start was the thief. It's a much more active character, so I'm trying that. Um, but uh, yeah. Where were we? So, so the, that's that's what the conclusion is: is really being able to have options with our games, like and yeah. and, and yeah. You know, be able to bring a friend along for the, your, the journey, or go into your friend's world. Because it's like with with Fallout Four, why am I building this giant base just for myself? Like, why why can't I share that with someone? Jim's mentioned this I don't know how many times. But the nice thing is, smaller indie games sometimes are doing that. Like you have Void Expanse, you have Drox. Operative, you have Evercrown Legacy, where they do allow you that kind of persistence with your friends. So it does exist. It's just, it's limited. Like, the amount of games that do that sort of thing are limited. That's the downside. I guess what we'd like to see is more games that allow that kind of freedom in how we play it. Do we want to do single player? Do we want to do multiplayer? Do we want to play with one friend, or three friends, or five friends? Um, so yeah, I guess that's what we want, is more choice. Which is true. And hopefully more games will give that to us. Maybe in 10 years when Star Citizen finally comes out. Um, so what's the next question? Uh, Scott Strauss on Twitter 
uh, wants to know what obscure games or mods we should all be playing. Obscure? That's the, that's the word, obscure. Like, what mm. are some obscure games slash mods? There's, um, there's a really obscure mod for, um, Homeworld of all things. What? That's, that's called the Complex Mod. And it is, it's very different. It, it really changes the dynamic of the game a lot. Like, it adds a solar system. Like, there's a solar system map that you can play on with, like, uh, like the Earth solar system, for example. And, um, you can actually, like, colonize different planets. And, like, the, if you colonize a planet, it actually adds resources to your resource pool. And it, like, stretches the game out and almost turns it into, like, a 4X-ish. Not like not a true 4x, but it gives a lot of similar elements to it. I I find that really obscure for for Homeworld because it's nothing like you've ever seen with like. Usually, it's just like build a bunch of stuff and fight. Right. So that's pretty obscure to me, at least. I'm playing an obscure game this week that you can play. It's called Starships Unlimited. The original game came out in 2001. The version I'm playing came out in 2005, and it it really is one of the more unique. 4X games I've ever played, like on the same level as Soar of the Stars, and how unique and interesting and fun and amazing it is. And you can get it from Matrix Games for 20 bucks. Sadly, it's not on Steam, but maybe someday. Maybe. That's pretty obscure. Because I almost didn't remember it. <laughs> Anybody else? Oh, I can think yeah, of it right now. Yeah, I really can't think of any obscure mods or games. Uh, maybe it's not super obscure, but uh, the um, Dawn of War uh, Ultimate Apocalypse mod, which is... Oh, I haven't Actually, played, yeah, I I haven't that's played that obscure. yet. I haven't played that yet, but I hear it's amazing. It's better than anything... Well, let's, let's put it this way. It's better than Dawn of War 3 from everything I've seen of Dawn of War 3. It's like, yeah, we had Titans, like, in, you know, 2009, whatever. What are you guys bringing? Yeah, Dawn of War 3, by the way, does not look good to me. It looks like uh, Diablo instead of a Dawn of War game. It's it's more, it's much more MOBA, right? They're, 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 they seem to be going for this uh, League of Legends, Dota kind of feel in it. And I'm surprised. There, has there been a Warhammer Diablo-style game? I can't think of yes. one. What was that? I can't remember what the name of it was, but yes. And there's another one that's was, coming. Was it um, good? That's why you probably haven't heard of it. Because uh. <laughs> I, I love Diablo-style games. Grim Dawn, Titan Quest, bring them on. Survey says no. I'd love one in Warhammer, but... Oh, uh, uh, it's Warhammer 40k Inquisitor. Is what? the upcoming Diablo for Warhammer. Upcoming. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I'm just scrolling through my Steam list, seeing if anything jumps out at me. But I, I realize that I am such a loser, like mainstream gamer, and I hate mods. I don't know why. I have this weird thing where I. When oh I'm playing, man! If you like Star Trek, Joe, you need to play the Armada Three mod for. Sense oh, I know. Yeah, mod. I've heard you guys talk about that oh, so many times. Dude, you have it's to so give good. It a shot. It's so or good. the Klingon Academy it, mod for uh, Armada dude, 2. it's mm-hmm. literally like playing a Star Trek game. Like, it's so good. 
Yeah, like something like that I'd be okay with, like if it's really well done. But I guess for me, it's like I always go in and I'm like, oh, mod, it's like not going to be like the normal game and it's going to be janky and it's going to be low budget. And I know some of them are super awesome, like that one I know for sure. Like I've seen a million videos of it and everything. I just can't bring myself to do it, but I will. I got to do that one of these days. Give me give me access to your computer and I'll just do it for you. <laughs> nice. So this Inquisitor game, not only does it look great, it's made by the same folks who made Van Helsing and uh, Death Trap, which are both just oh. fantastic games, both of them. So the, um, I I need this in my life, like today, like right now. I need this right now. <laughs> like make it someone someone make it happen, <laughs> please. Because... Actually, they are. It's. Uh... I mean today. It. I mean right now. I want it right now. Oh. I want it today. I want to play. It. I want to just cut the podcast off and go play this <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, folks, call it forty Warhammer forty thousand Inquisitor Martyr. That sounds amazing. Holy shit! I'm just reading the. This sounds amazing. What do you got you next, know, man? Here's here's what I want. The the thing number one on my want list right now is I want for. Half-Life 3. No. <laughs> well, you know, that that's another thing you were talking about, Half-Life mod. Why has nobody made Half-Life 3 yet? Just fucking make it. Because Valve has to do it. it and they won't. No, Valve doesn't. Just make it, man. Just somebody do it. Continue that story. Right? Did you guys see that thing at the Gamescom? No. Oh, yeah. Half-Life colon 3? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a big old poster at Gamescom right now that says Half-Life 3, but everybody's like missing the fact that there's a colon there, and that colon 3 is to represent the three developers that like worked on the original Half-Life, and it's a it's a like a documentary or something. Seems seems like a a very cheap gag. It's like it's, the biggest troll of all. Yeah, time. oh god, <laughs> Half-Life 3 confirmed. And it'll be it'll be all over IGN. IGN's gonna be like, we're gonna do a month of exclusive videos of Half Life Three. Stop! No, God. (laughs) We'll just make shit up because whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Basically that. Oh, that's sad. So anyway, um, thing that I want is I want the Rebel Galaxy guys to do one of two things. I want them to either say, fuck it, and throw the, you know, like, give us give us the password that decrypts the damn asset files and let people just mod the bejesus out of that thing now. Um, if not that, and preferably I would like them to do it, um, would be spin that game into a, uh, a roguelike trading and surviving and whatever sandboxy game. I'm honestly surprised it's not that mod friendly given it, it's the same engine that they used to make Torchlight, right? Yeah. And that game was very mod friendly. Yeah, so that well that's the thing is is just basically they need to let the community have access to it somehow. Um but honestly if they want my money, I will give them the money again. Um you know, just make just take the story stuff out and add in the stuff that it needs to just become a a trading and survival sim thing, you know, make a sandbox that I can just play forever in that thing. I mean that that kind of already exists in in uh, uh, starts with a G. Um, or no, that what is that other space game? It's just like that, and uh, and they're working on the third one right now. 
uh, War something. Oh. Warlords. Oh, Starpoint Gemini Warlords. Yeah, Gemini. See, starts with a G, Gemini. Um, yeah, so Starpoint Gemini is kind of that, if you turn the story crap off, you're sandboxing it, right? That's all I want. But I that's want... kind of what Warlords is, isn't it? Less, less kinda, story, more kinda. sandbox, more... Right, the only yeah. thing is that I don't like the controls in that game as uh, much as I like what goes on in Rebel Galaxy. That's fair. I think fair. Rebel Galaxy that's is fair. a far better mechanic. So, I mean, yeah, Gemini's got its own thing, right? And it's enjoyable for what it is. But that whole, like, turret view thing, no. I'm, I'm not a big we fan We really of just need limit theory. That's basically what we need. That'll answer all our prayers. Yeah, Oh, hopefully. my God. You know, let's start hyping that. Because <laughs> that limit theory, limit theory is going to let you land on planets. And oh, stop, it. Have stop, it. stop and it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! It's going to be Pokemon Snap on Stop! Jesus. Okay, so that that's the mod. That's the mod I want for No Man's Sky. <laughs> I want a camera, and I want to get paid for taking pictures. Pokemon of, Snap, No Man's of, Sky mod. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, when, no, no, man, no man go. No man go. No, there when you, you walk up to a critter. And you scan it. You can feed it tells it. you. It's it like, tells you everything about the critter, right? Really? It's like, no, 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 don't do that. Make me observe the critter, and I have to take a picture of it in the middle of a script. You know, like whenever it's scratching its ass or whatever, and then it's oh, like no. snap a picture, and then it's oh, like, no. oh, this thing does this, or whatever it's eating. Like I caught it eating. I took a picture of it while it was eating. Now we know Chris, what it eats. And Chris that Holmes goes, in Pokedex. chat said, "Somebody called Chris Roberts to make it now." <laughs> <laughs> feature creep, feature creep. That's it, man. We're getting Squadron 42 photographer. <sighs> Squadron 42 recon pilot. That's what I would awesome. say. I, I would play the shit out of that. I would play the shit out of a recon pilot. You have no guns. No just guns. A just a camera, sensors, a radio, and engines. <laughs> that's what I, that's how I play Mech Warrior. I get in a locust, <laughs> and I got a beagle probe and a tag and a and a narc, and that's all I got. So, yeah. Found you. <laughs> Snap oh. your picture, and then people beat the shit out of you. <laughs> the missiles come from over the hill. <laughs> Dude, that happened to me the other night. It was like rain of death. Yeah, we've we've been playing with a group of people now. Yeah. Um, and now that we're in a group. When you get oh, the game is like times ten people. more fun. Yeah, but it's ten. It's times ten harder because you get matched against other groups of people. So it's like we got six of us, and then there's like six random people. And then you look over on the enemy team, and it'll be like two groups of six with all the same clan tag on them. And it's like, oh shit, this is going to be bad. And it usually is. <laughs> because Although there was that one time, the ent- it was a twelve man drop that we went up against, oh, and we smoked, smoked them. Yeah, that was hilarious. It was just like, it was like, are these guys all new? This is their first day. They just like jumped in and started a clan or what? It was, it, it was uh, not good for them. But yeah, it's uh, it's a hell of a better game when you got a dedicated group of people to play with. That's for damn sure. What do we got next on the uh, questions, Brian? Um, Dylan Nichols on Facebook asks, "What are the hot space games on the market right now?" Listen well, to the no man's sky. <laughs> no man's sky, and uh, hey, Independence War just got on Steam. What? The get, movie? Get, get yourself that. Get 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 yourself that sick eighteen year old gem on Steam. 
<laughs> yeah, but I think I think uh, the latest just the craze is No Man's Sky. I, it is. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything that's really new. Uh, well, Master of Orion is coming out this week. It's leaving, this is true. It's leaving early access this week. Yeah. Um, so, Halcyon so, is also leaving early access this week. The the space station game that's really good. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's leaving. So, up. what have you played, uh, Master of Orion lately? I haven't played it. I haven't touched it in months. To be perfectly honest with you, I haven't touched it in a long. That's about my hype level time. as well. It's just kind of like mm-hmm. eh. once it comes out, I'll pl- I'll do a series of it, and I'll be like, okay. And then I might go back to Distant Worlds. I don't know. Oh, Star- Starbound just came out. That's right. It's true. One Starbound it came out of uh, early access. This is true. This this is very true. I think didn't some didn't something else come out recently? Shit. Uh, a I mean, little, it's not a few weeks ago, but House of the Dying Sun came out. Yep. Wait, is that that I was I was is super... that out of early access? Yes. What? House of the Dying Sun? Yeah. Yeah, it released um like um two months ago. Where you been? I was super tempted by that during during the sale, and I didn't bite, but I still feel like I want to. Oh no, it's an early access still. Never mind. Oh, cancel, cancel. Yeah, I was almost about to have even... a heart attack. I oh. was like, oh my god, I should have covered it. Oh, how did I miss that? Oh. Okay. okay. It's just you can buy it now. It was the, the early access just started, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So House of the Dying Sun's kind of a big deal. Uh, what else? But not, but not you know, out of early access. Yeah, hey, so in your celebration stream, did you have that in your, in your bulk key giveaway? No, I don't, have, <laughs> no, I don't, have, I don't have a key for it, actually. Um, I did give away some keys though. Um, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> so folks, if you missed, uh, my, yesterday on the calendar was the fifth anniversary of Space Game Junkie. I did, I took the day off to do a long stream. And at one point, cause I was using a camera app. Wait. At one point, I was using. At one point, it was like two points. It was like one, maybe two points. Maybe maybe four points. No. Did you go go back and delete that part of the video? No. Or it's just there forever. It's just there forever. Go now, folks. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Good luck finding it in a four-hour video. Um. Dude, the internet it has a way. Chris, I did give a bunch of stuff on YouTube. I did give a bunch of stuff away. Um. So yeah, I didn't realize that the codes that I were looking at were. Totally on the stream. Uh, like live. Like two people, Shit, I'm gonna go Hunter down. and uh, this fellow Jacob from Poland was, were yelling at me, dude, we can see your keys. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what? Oh shit. <laughs> it took me. Then he moved him, he moved him out of the little window into the big window and then back to the little window again. And I was like, dude, just close the XL file. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I might just not give those keys away to anyone now. I don't know. Um, I wish there was a way you can test whether Steam keys worked or not. Yeah, if you could tell if it was already redeemed without actually redeeming it yourself. Yeah, that'd be really handy. Yeah, well, you know, what you could do is actually redeem all the keys as soon as you get them. And, and then put them, and then them, gift them, and then yeah, gift put them, them in your gift box, and then hand oh, in them. your inventory, right? Oh, right. that's actually a really good idea. Yeah, and then it, that's and what it I usually do. I just, and you don't lose it. I'm gonna have to level up my Steam account then because it's full. <laughs> Time to play the cards. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get that. What's that? That that uh, that program that makes it look like that idler that like makes the uh, game run. That's, that's so shady. I know. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. I want to do it, but. I don't want to do it. 
you know, let's see what are the what's the what's the other hot shit right now? Um, oh god, uh, I'm looking back through Steam and uh, I don't know Independence War Deluxe Edition. Finally yeah, came yeah, on Steam. How could you look at what's come out on Steam? Oh, I guess new releases. Yeah, yeah, you just do all releases and you go back in time. I'm hacking back in time to the You're, laser. Raptor. Don't don't hack too much time. God damn it, he hacked me back too far in time. I mean, it's not new at all, but I, I recently started playing Off-World Trading Company. Oh, so good. And that's so tons, good. tons of fun. That's so a good. lot of fun. So good, that game. Uh, popular new releases? Yeah. I'm looking. I think Void I'm just not seeing anything. I think Void Destroyer 2 is going to be coming out soon-ish. I yeah. hope. I hope. Yeah, oh, uh, RimWorld, I guess, came out recently, didn't it? Or is that still early access? That's early access still. Yeah, I think RimWorld is still early access. It just finally hit Steam. Yeah, so, uh, roguelike stuff has nothing to do with space, but Serulum 2 just came out. I'm totally yesterday. getting that soon, cause... Did you first, get the first one? I, the first game, I have it on both PC and Android, cause you can do that, and it's got cross-platform saves. Mm-hmm. So it's so great. Did you play some of it yet? Serial M two, no, but Serial M one I played. No, the first one. Yeah, I played the first one a good deal. It's so it's a great little uh Pokemon JRPG roguelike thing. It's great. Oh, well, I'm excited about the second one. Not bad. Um yeah, what Oh, I guess there was this uh ILM X Lab trials on Tatooine's that uh VR game. Ugh. Yeah, well, you know. You know what I'm getting a little tired of? VR games that are just for VR. It's like yeah. it's like how many people have it, these things that you can Well it's play? not it's not only that, but they're just it's not even really a game, it's an Air quotes experience. Yeah, a lot which of means it's like about an hour's worth of uh, entertainment and then you're like, okay. It's the thing that you show. Basically, everything on the Oculus, other than flight sims and stuff, is uh, like, hey, my friend came over, and now I can get my Oculus out and show him these demos. Right, things. it's like, hey, here's weird tech demo that doesn't do anything useful. Yeah, so many right. of them are just stupid, and yet they require... Like, there are a few space ga- like space fighter games that came out that require a VR helmet. Yeah. Well, we were, hey, what's wait. the one we were just talking about uh, that wasn't... There's just yeah, one called Detached the... that's all VR, and I'm like, why is that just VR? Yeah, you're, I yeah, think you're really nice selling yourself short by limiting your install base to people who only own $600 or whatever headsets. Yeah, yeah, oh, well, like right. House, House of the Dying Sun is, is, I guess they recommend. But he doesn't need it. It's not but required, it, which no. is nice. That's how it should be, because I kind of... I almost even wonder if, if the fact that they even just recommend it is stopping people from buying it. Because I, th- I, I, I think, honestly, not. that's what stopped me from picking it up on the Steam sale. It's like, oh, I don't know. And Well, you know, here's the deal. When I'm looking down the game list, if I see that little triangle that means VR, I just keep scrolling. I don't mm-hmm. even look at it. Because it might support not VR, right? It needs to indicate very clearly that it's VR optional, not VR, rec- you know, like built for VR. Um, and then, you know, because th- that's going to be a problem with consumers, right? It's like, I don't have an Oculus, so I'm going to keep scrolling. 
Oh, hey, guys, did you know that Half Dead game came out of early access? You know, that co-op game show thing? We got to try that at some point. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, Brian. Um, Case Animatronics is out. That is the game for you, brother. What? Case Animatronics. What is that? So It's a police game. Oh. Oh, I guess the other game that came out recently that's pretty good is Concealed Intent. That came out of early access, and that game is fantastic. And hard. Very, very hard. But it's really good. But it's really hard. It's really hard. <laughs> but yeah, that came out of early access earlier this month. So there you go. That's a good one. Well, I think that's kind of exhausting it on that, to be honest with you. We well, can no, search for the next two hours. Well, no, yeah. no, just just wait. Just wait. The uh, Globemaster came out for Microsoft Flight Simulator 10 Steam Edition. $25 for one plane. That's hot, you guys. That's the new hotness. To be fair, I have like five, I have like three copies of Microsoft Flight Simulator X. I because it keeps not well because I guess I had the sorry the okay thing. I have two to be fair no I have the uh, the the DVD version but that doesn't install anymore what so that's why they have that that's why they came out with this Steam edition yeah the installer on the old Microsoft Flight Simulator 10 DVD doesn't work under I think it's Windows 7 and up what. Actually, Come the game on. will no longer install. Come on. So yeah, you have to get this Steam edition where which the, where they've tweaked it so that it'll actually run on, you know, a modern Windows operating system. So unless you have a Windows XP machine floating around, which Brian, you probably do. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm sure somebody in the community made an installer by now. Oh yeah, yeah. and then I, I mean, I think I picked it up. It was on sale for like three bucks yeah. or something. I like the Steam edition. I, they made some significant performance enhancements to that thing. Um, and then the uh, the people who are working on uh, whatever the heck it was called the the flight trainer game that came out that's kind of like a demo of um, right. it's built on Flight Simulator X uh, is it? and yeah and that's but cool. it is it is the highly upgraded version of FSX. The, so. la- the last game I will mention uh, if you're watching the stream you might you might be wondering what game is on there. It's called Boss Constructor. It's a procedurally generated spaceship building exploration and combat game. And the reason I'm showing a video of that is because it's on sale right now on the Steam Weekly Sale. Uh, it's great, and the guy updates it very often. He's a very dedicated developer. It's a really good game with lots of different modes. So just check that out. All right, what's the next question? Let's see. Oh, we can talk about this one till Judgment Day. Daniel Lynch on Facebook wants to know which games need to be remade. <laughs> this, is why, this is why I'm on tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Star so, System. So, uh, Joe, TIE Fighter? X-Men? TIE Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> TIE Fighter? <laughs> Not so, even TIE Fighter per se. I don't even know if we necessarily need, like, a remake of TIE Fighter, but I want a, a modern... Star Wars space sim and a space sim, not like not an arcade, not whatever. like Jedi Starfighter, not right. Not something right. Like that. We're talking about we're talking about like a true space sim, yeah. like Tie Fighter or X Wing, but modernized. Mm-hmm. You know what's close to that, and I'm surprised by it. I never played the uh, Rogue Squadron games on the GameCube until recently because I got a Wii, and they, they are very similar. They very are. Similar. I was shocked at how X-wingy they are. Because you can yeah, totally go first person on them too. Yeah, you can go first person. You have like some power stuff you can handle and stuff. It's like way more detailed than I 
uh, originally thought it would be. Yeah, it's funny because for the longest time, I thought that Rogue Squadron was a sequel to Rebel. I thought it was Rebel Assault 3. No, no. But it's not. It's not at all. It's totally not that. But for, for years, I, I never played them because I'm like, oh God, I can't, I can't handle that. My, my nerves can't take more Rebel Assault type play, gameplay. Oh God, no. But it's so I bought a Wii, um, specifically to mod it so that it would play GameCube games and then just stuck all the, all the Rogue Squadron stuff on there. And, and it's great. Available. You cannot, go? you cannot emulate it. It just does not. No. Emulate. The, the, the crazy thing about the way Factor 5 did what they did with the N64 with Rogue Squadron 1 and then with the GameCube with 2 and 3 is that they pushed the limits of what those consoles actually could do. Like, they used every resource imaginable. And so, like, you go and read any of the forums for, like, the, like the Dolphin emulator guys. And it's just like the constant thing that they're trying to figure out is how are they going to actually get Rogue Squadron 2 and 3 to work properly. Like, you can get them to work kind of. But they're mm. janky. They're janky as hell on an emulator, and which is weird because you would think like you know with the rest of the fact that you can emulate Wii games and GameCube games all day long on like the Dolphin emulator, you cannot for the life like emulate Rogue Squadron two or three. It's crazy. It's too much custom stuff in there, and kind of dedicated to the hardware that yeah they probably. So like like what Jim said, like the best way to really do it is just to get like a uh, um a Wii, like one of the first or second gins that still had the GameCube ports on it. Yeah. And then just soft mod it and then grab the ISOs from somewhere. Not saying yeah, that it, I we condone this, but we're just saying that you can do it. If yeah, one it were to have, desire. <laughs> it must have the door on the top that's got the four controller ports. Or I got yeah. one of those, it's at my parents' house. I gotta get make it, it back. Yeah, so and then you can it, totally you make need it a uh you need a flash memory card and about 10 minutes. Really? Um, you can open Oh, it it's so open. easy. Really? So yeah. Easy. Oh, yeah. I sit out there and play Atari 2600 games on it. It's got, you know, you do whatever the what? hell you want at this point. Yep. And I got to get that great, thing back. I gave it to my dad so we could watch Netflix. <laughs> it's a great little emulator box. Like it, it's yeah, it'll really? play all my... It'll play all my Super Nintendo. I can run Genesis stuff. Can you I send me a link on how to do that? Because I've got yeah, that. I've got that. No, we don't know. We don't know where to do any of this. Okay. We, it, but I bet if you went legal, on YouTube right. and creatively searched, then you would find. I will. I will yeah. There's only there's only by specific, typing a sentence into Google. There are only specific um, flash cards that will work. So you have to be very careful about which one you buy. Oh, but it, it cost me like five bucks at Walmart, so I'm not crying. Oh, gee. and I've been told once you do it, it's awesome. Like, oh, yeah, I've been. I, I'm a little wary of doing it, but I might as well. I mean, I'm mostly only using it for like a couple of Wii games and mostly GameCube you know, games. You know what else is really sick? What's that? Is uh, well, you can use a program called TriDef, and if you had a Google Cardboard and you use TriDef, then you can take any game that's on your screen in 3D and split it to stereoscopic and throw it to your Google Cardboard, right? Mm. The only thing stopping me from doing this is you got to root your phone, and I'm having trouble with that. So it's, it's because it's like I do it over the Wi-Fi, but it's a little bit laggy. But if you hook it up with the USB cable and feed the video up that way, you get much better bandwidth, and, and it's better. Oh. Um, so that's the thing holding me back. But uh, I also found where you can buy a... Uh, 1080p six inch screen that has an HDMI port 
So it's basically like a little monitor about the size oh. of a pump. And it, it is a legit computer monitor. It's like 150 bucks. So I'm going to take one of those and put it in my cardboard thing. And then it's a, it's a legit monitor. <laughs> I don't have any transformation of anything, right? And then I've got a ghetto rift right then. Um, hmm. so, and because what I do with it, I don't play these gimmick games. I go back and play Skyrim or, you know, Fallout or stuff like that. Can, Far can, Cry. can confirm so Skyrim with a rift is actually pretty sweet. Yeah. Skyrim has, so, it has rift support? No, it has third party rift support. Like there's a, there's like huh? a third party person who's made it work. So. Yeah. Well, that, and that's, I think the, the thing they are missing the boat on the VR thing is they need to make it back compatible with everything you already own. And, and they're like, well, if it goes under 90 frames, you'll puke. I don't care. Give me the option. Let That's me try. That's my problem. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Hey, I, I was playing fallout new Vegas at like 20 frames a second on this thing. And I didn't get nauseous. So apparently I'm immune and I would like all my games on there, please. Thank you. Oh, the, the other thing that you can do with, uh, with TriDev that's awesome is if you have a Sony 3D TV in your living room and you have no idea what to do with it, well, hook your PC up to it, run TriDef, and you can split every PC game you own into stereo. And you put those little 3D glasses on and you're gaming in the living room in 3D. Boom. Just saying. Sweet. I think I do want to learn yep. how to mod my, um, my Wii, though. That sounds... Oh, God. Uh... Yeah. We'll talk later. Yeah. They should have called it the Nintendo Tinkle. <laughs> I want to mod my Wii, you guys. I want to make it a bigger and oh. better Wii. Uh, you, there's emails that you get for that every once in a while in your spam folder. <laughs> What's our next question, Brian? One sec. Uh, Thurlon on Broken Forum says, let's talk about good and bad tropes in space and science fiction games. And he gives some examples. Such as? Uh, planets that are a single type of planet, like a desert planet or a jungle planet, like a village. Yes. Yeah, that does... Lucas-style Lucas planets. Yeah, mm-hmm. like like a planet single where it biomes. has, like, yeah. yeah, the one city. And that's, like, the only thing on the... Like, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what if uh, Coruscant was actually Cybertron? Hmm. Oh, oh, oh. That's coming out soon, by the way, the 30th anniversary of the Transformers, the movie Blu-ray. Oh, yeah, it is. So I, I have it pre-ordered. I'm so excited. I have, I have the touch. Do you have, have, the, do you have the power? Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually a really good point because uh, it is very, I think yeah. I, I think like with, um oh, what what was it? You, you see that a lot in sci-fi movies too where, and even on like Star Wars, like Clone Wars and stuff like that, they get to a planet and it's just like they're always like going to one same spot. Like there's nothing else. Really on the planet, and planets are huge. You know, there's 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 yeah, a lot we, going on. But they're just going to that one jungle. Works. They're just going to that one no. jungle. We learned how this works in Space Quest because the entire planet has to fit on the soundstage. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> at, at Sierra Studios. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is an annoying trope. Uh, another one he. Uh, the- not not necessarily always annoying because like you know occasionally running into that one desert planet, but it is a it is a thing that is um um really irritating to me when I play Sins of a Solar Empire, 
you can't like colonize certain types of planets until you research like uh, how to colonize barren planets. And you're like, what? You got to make domes and stuff. Yeah. That's kind of one about- thing I like about predestination is that you start off with a planet, but the planet isn't all uniform. And you have to build your shit up on a planet before you can even go into space. And you have to make yeah, like I think stuff. I think Hunter said it said it right, kind of in passing. Like if you can you can have an ice planet because it's too far from the star. You can have you right. know a barren planet because it doesn't have an atmosphere. But anything aside from that, you're going to have some biome, you know, some some biodiversity. Exactly, and uh, it's just kind of annoying. Let's see where are some of these other tropes. That's why I need biodiversity. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Cultures that only have a defining single characteristic that applies to all its members. Both Earth and humanity are wildly varied. Having other worlds and cultures yeah. be super one-dimensional is lazy. Okay, so here, here's yes here's and funny. no. How about Earth? How many different currencies are there on Earth? And we see what's going on with Europe. Whenever you try to make all the countries in Europe use the same currency – it takes away the financial adjustments that countries could do with their currency. So you tend to end up in a in a really bad kind of fiscal situation if anybody gets weak because then they fail because they can't just, you know, uh, like quantitative ease their way out of it. So imagine um, that we have a 4X game with a bajillion planets and my entire empire is on the exact same exchange rate. We have a common currency across, you know, a hundred planets, right? How dangerous is that crap? Because, and, and also how do you even have a trade system like that? Because these planets are going to have completely different economies and, you know, things are, things are regionally driven by natural resources and stuff. So, uh, I just, I don't dig that very super simplified economy. When, when yes, you have multiple, uh, you know, it's like you have a planet, just the planet itself to have a unified government is a hell of a feat unless you settle it from nothing, right? But if it's like a, if it's an established planet and then you try to unify the government, that's, yeah. Well, here's, here's an interesting thing though. Like you can take Star Trek as a great example of this. Like, um, currencies, you know, I, I was watching some stuff like with Deep Space Nine, for example, like currencies are varied across several species because you'll have like your regional type of credit, which is like your standard like credit unit that is like recognized by a lot of different species. But then you have like some that will only accept gold press latinum, for example, or some that will only accept, you know, this form of currency. Um, and so there's got to be like an exchange rate with that. So sometimes you, there's there's been that that you, you've seen in the Star Trek kind of realm. But also to tie into like the the one planet with like uh, the the uniformed um, culture. If you look at something like Vulcan, for example, they've talked about the Vulcan culture uh, and a lot in different various Star Trek forms. And uh, they came from a very interesting way of life, being that they were dealing with their emotions a lot. But when they when they figured out how to repress their emotions to stabilize their species, so to speak, or at least some have said it's actually hurt their species. But um, there's also been like the offshoot factions that uh, there, there's like the different sects that believe that you know it, it's supposed to be done in different ways. And then there's Cybok, who I dearly love. 
Right, and then there was Cybok. You know, he was he was the he was the Vulcan that kind of believed in emotion. But they also explored a little bit of the um the the Vulcans that believed in emotion in Enterprise as well. They they ran yep. across the ship that had the Vulcans that uh, believed in emotions and actually uh, believed in exploring their emotions. And they infected T'Pol. And they infected T'Pol, that's right. And there was the, it was also supposed to be the first instance of mind melds, I, I guess, is the, that that uh, we were supposed to see in the, the Star yeah, Trek. Yeah, because that was supposed to be like a very taboo thing. Right, like mind melds were very taboo up until then, and then they kind of like started coming back again. Yeah, but that's bullshit because... Well, okay, I, I guess it was like a generation later. Yeah, because the it deal came before where, the when, original series, right? But like when Spock was young, right, like you know, ten years old or whatever, right? He got betrothed to to Pow, and the way they do their T'Pow. wedding ceremony, to Pow, right? To Bam, to Zap. Um, yeah. So the way they do what? So they would the 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 wedding ceremony is basically the bride and groom have a mind meld. Right. And that wouldn't be like, hey, let's have this rich tradition that just started five years ago. Right. <laughs> when, so, wait, when did wait, when was that shown? Check though? memory like, alpha. Is it supposed to be a mind meld? Yeah. Yeah. I know they do. That's like what, that's the, what it says on memory alpha. Is. Memory alpha does not lie, although it may have been referenced elsewhere. Like in Trek, right, where they were like, "Oh yeah, I remember this history thing," or, or maybe it was in a book or whatever. See, there were what I found because we were doing the research today, right? I don't know if you were, but I was, and Alex was. Where we're trying to Alex figure was. out, yeah, he was digging hard, man, um, because they said this new Star Trek Discovery show takes place immediately before Kirk gets the Enterprise. So, uh, like a ten said, year, something like that. Five yeah. years, yeah, five. Yeah, years. like five five years or whatever. So we're looking in that time range and it's like, what the hell happened? And we're scouring memory alpha. Um, I can't really find anything super exciting that happened really. So it's like, you know, it's, it's not like, Oh yeah, the Romulan war happened or something. Right. Uh, Yeah. There was one, one thing that happened with Kirk where they got attacked by, cause Kirk, uh, before he got his command post, um, he was a, uh, a phaser gunner on some ship, the Farragut, I think. And, you know, that ship had some stuff happen. But you're on the Discovery, not the Farragut. So, but maybe it was involved in the same incident. I don't know. But that's how Kirk got his promotion, because he was a, he was like a, a hero in that incident. Interesting. Which was not at all covered, of course, in the new Star Trek stuff. Right, and that's what they based that It's something that's very mentioned very in passing in TOS or or something like that. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, everyone's saying, oh, it's it's Battle of Axanar, and that's why they sued Axanar, and blah, 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 which is... Yeah, but Axanar was, like, way before that, though. Yeah, it was, like, a, a generation that was, like, I guess, closer to Enterprise than it was to TOS. Yeah, it's basically yeah. where the ships became the modern style that we know now. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, another another thing that they were saying, right? Um, the in the article about that, the director or the showrunner, whoever the hell the guy was, they were talking to that's at the top of the food chain on this thing. Um, he Fuller? said, that, yeah, he said that uh, they have redesigned that ship. That was just placeholder thing, you know, just to test it. Um, but they said the uh, the new version is very much going to be, you know, Enterprise Two. You know, it's still inspired by the Macquarie design. It's just they've continued to refine it. But they also said, like, okay, 
so Star Trek has gone like the the stuff that we can do on TV now is way beyond like what we could do in next gen and stuff like that. So we're going to reboot the ships again. And so Star Trek's going to look completely different now. And it's uh. like okay, maybe maybe good. I don't know. I mean, don't. in a way, you can make them look cooler but still be reminiscent. Like, you have to have, like, you know, the, the nacelles and something like yeah. that. Like, I don't know. They don't, it doesn't have to look, it doesn't have to have a neck and a secondary hull and all that stuff. But right. And the, and the nacelles kind of... look like the taillights from a Ford Falcon, which is pretty <laughs> awesome. Need, needs more tail fins. Need, oh, dude. Needs I more totally... Winnebago. Needs more Winnebago. <laughs> the, shut, the shuttlecraft could look like the 1960s Batmobile. Oh, oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be so- Atomic batteries to power, turbines to speed. <laughs> totally needs an emergency bat turn lever. <laughs> and, oh, and parachute and drag shoots. And, the gra- and grappling hooks out the side. <laughs> have you seen some of the cars where people have found whatever the original car was, an Impala or something, but they found those cars and then they have restored them into Batmobiles. Oh. And they're, they are perfect reproduction of that freaking Batmobile to the point where they actually have labels on the dashboard of like, you know, here's the, the bat flamethrower or whatever. And yeah, the one guy, like when people trouble. find DeLoreans and make the back to the future car, there's really nothing else to do with one. Yeah. No, really. <laughs> it won't, it won't drive anywhere. So yeah, you can get them like ridiculously cheap. And uh, didn't I read somewhere so that had... they're remaking the DeLorean? Like he's coming out and like, they're going to actually make like a modern DeLorean. That, um, I seem to have heard something about that, yeah. I don't know, maybe they found like a big stash of cocaine and they figured out how to remanufacture it. <laughs> the car won't work unless there's cocaine in the doors. Well, that was the problem they had with it. It was like this first self-driving car, but it just followed the white line down the side of the road. <laughs> oh, God. Wah, wah. Yeah, you know, and truly, in though, 20, I, look- I, think, I think in 2017... There, uh, it's like, um, there's what? a CNN, there's a CNN thing. It says, DeLorean's coming back to the future. Check your calendar and your bank accounts. Plans are underway to start building and selling DeLoreans next year for the first time in more than 30 years. Yeah, better be self-driving because that's the future. Alright. Um, whenever I have to get on the Beltway, and I think Brian would appreciate this too because, you know, you have a pretty saucy commute too. Uh, like, can you imagine that LA traffic if all the cars were self-driving and they were just like perfect you know they they just tailgated each other by like six inches never slowed down it's never, happened. Do that it's never thing. happened nobody could rubberneck just just not being able to slow traffic by rubbernecking. it's never happening yes. in la never happening yeah never in a million years ever uh, everyone loves their cars too much no dude california can can legislate stupid it can happen what are you saying? In what fact, are you saying about California? What are you, what are you, what are you saying? I'm, I'm just saying that. Where do you live just... again? North Carolina? Where do you live again? Yeah. Hey, hey, man. Voting, my... voting rights laws? Hello? Shut up. Don't fuck with my state. Don't try. <laughs> no, I'm not bitching about it. Okay. I'm saying that California okay. is the, is the place that could get it done. Right? Cause oh, you're yeah. the crazy state, Brian. Remember, you're up, the crazy one. The <laughs> they out there and... wild ones. <laughs> you know what? Everyone else too afraid of their, their freedom going away. Yeah. No, no, we're gonna have. No we're gonna have bars. Soon to be no drinking and no no talking. Everybody's no, gonna, gonna go be... down to the library. It'll be a grand old time. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know where your fucking book is, man. Could be anywhere. The, Republic, the Republicans are gonna ditch the NRA and go with the AAA, 
because <laughs> it's going to be like, they're coming to take our cars, and they're going to get, like, the ghost of Charlton Heston out. And uh, The damn liberals, they're taking our cars because they're weapons. So what's next on the old question list there, Bry Guy? We have some other tropes that this gentleman uh, brought up that we can look at. Um, uh, basically, uh, being small. Basically, when your soap opera is about a family of five people that interact with ten other people, it's not really a space opera. That's what? Yeah, I don't know about that one. Uh, I think you know, Star Wars is always about the Skywalkers, and so yeah, it's like your your or, big expansive or, story or, is really or, about or like or five or, people. Hey, Ace, come on in. Or, yeah, or, did you hear yeah. that the episode eight script apparently leaked? And no, I don't care. Um, Whatever. Yeah. Or no, I was thinking of Esri Dax when you go meet her family, her mafioso family. Yeah. Season seven of D Space Nine. Because they wanted you to love Esri Dax, god damn it. Anyway. Uh, I like Esri. She's they, cute. They tried, so. <laughs> I don't have a problem with Esri. I just, I kind of wish they would have left that hole, though. But I, I didn't, I don't envy that actress who had to fill in those. Admit, big shoes to fill. Big. Big shoes to fill. Well, well, think about this though. Dax is actually the most progressive character that's ever been on Star Wars or Star Trek, right? <laughs> yeah. Because because many times transsexual has has mm-hmm. been everything. Has probably been like some third sex we don't even know about. Probably. Yeah. Well, so there you go. No, we all love Dax. Um, we even kind of like Ezra. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but see, this is what we talked about. I've talked about this on 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 my Star Wars show uh, a while back. And, you know, I guess we were talking about Stranger Things, and we're kind of like, we're getting to the point where, where TV shows don't need to have, like, 20, 24 episodes per season, and then you drop those, like, Dax's family, Molly going into the future and coming back as a cavewoman, move yeah, along home. Weird like, those don't hell. happen. That one is a weird episode. <laughs> Which one, move along home? No, 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 the, the Molly coming back as a weird cavewoman. Oh, yeah, like that, yeah, that, that one was, was weird. That was one of the, as the writers like to term, O'Brien must suffer episodes. Yes. <laughs> because O'Brien's the most human of them all, literally and figuratively. And so they had to fuck him up at least once a season. Not- he was tortured, like, multiple times. Nothing beats the one well, where he it? was in jail in his head for, for like 25 20 fucking <laughs> years. Well, that's not as bad as Picard living a whole lifetime. That was a good life. That was a yeah, but he had a good life. He had a good life. It's true. That's true. What was the what was the one I was thinking of though? Where um, they um, they get stranded on a planet like it was like a time like difference or whatever, and it was like all of their descendants, and he was like. And he was all like upset about the fact that he uh, shacked up with someone else or whatever. Like drove him miserable. He loves his wife, even though she's a horrible bitch, like the entire series. Oh, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't, Keiko's not bad. It's just the two actors had no chemistry. Like none. Like absolutely yes, zero. The only time Keiko was interesting was when that alien was, uh, inf- was, uh, inhabiting her and mm-hmm. like threatening, I'm going to kill Keiko if you don't do what I say. Holding a knife. Or the, or the, or the time gave birth, like Worf gave birth to their daughter. You may now give birth. Yeah, it is time. <laughs> push, Kicker, push. I am pushing! <laughs> you are doing well. Yes, Kiko did a much better job as Klinger's wife that, than that. That birth was very orderly. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Sarf. Damn. What if, what if Klingon birthing was basically like the male comes up and headbutts her in the stomach and the and baby, baby comes like, up. Just pops out? And... <laughs> 
That's probably how it does shoots work. Shoots across the room and the, guy, the doctor's over there with the catcher's mitt. No joke, that almost happened to my brother. Oh my. The, the doctor told my mom to push like a little bit and she thought she did and the guy ended up catching my brother like a football. <laughs> and he was, the doctor got like pale white and yeah, he was like not happy. <laughs> talk about, uh, yeah, fumble, was, huh? talk, <laughs> talk about a baby missile. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, they love fucking with O'Brien on East Face Nine, which I love. Um, so let's see some, some decent tropes that this guy likes. Precursor races. That does happen oh, a lot. Wait, I got one I got a bitch about before a, we get out a, of the bad things. A trope? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Why do you make me play half the game before you give me my lightsaber? You bastard. <laughs> Every Star do. Wars game ever. <laughs> you gotta earn that. Oh, I'm a Jedi. Uh, stick. Not, not, not always. Did you ever play, um. Jedi Academy well, gave it to you right away, but that was it. Jedi Academy gave it to you right away. What was the one where you played, uh, the, um, the hunter? Like, you were like the Jedi hunter. Um. Force Awakening? Force Unleashed? No, uh, Force Unleashed. That's the yeah. one. Never played that one. Apparently, I heard it was terrible. It wasn't. First great. one's good. Second one was less good. Yeah. The, yeah. Yep. Except for the the, the Star Destroyer sequence. Especially the new Lego Star Wars. It's superior. Just saying. <laughs> it's got better space combat than Elite. All right. Let's see. Anyway. Um, this this gentleman Thurlon really apparently hates time travel. Apparently, he says it ruins everything. I don't agree with that. Yep. I don't agree. I, do. I I don't. I think it needs to be used carefully. In video games, it's really hard to pull off. But with That's, I'm trying to think of like a Year time of travel video game. Uh, oh my Ma- god! Millennia yes. Altered Destinies. Okay. Amazing Super game. Time Force. Amazing game. What was that? Super Time Force What's that? is the best. What's that? It uses the time mechanic, right? So, um, you're in a fight, and what you can do is spin back time, and then join yourself in the fight. Yeah. So you can like gang up on a boss with yourself. Oh, I've seen this. That's and, one of those oh, adult God, swim good. games. It looks pretty fun. Yeah. But oh, it's folks. If you haven't played uh, Millennial Alter Destinies, just throw it out there. It's a game from 1995 where you're supposed to help four races defeat like a Borg-like race, but you have to seed them and guide them through time so they'll sur- not only survive but research the tools you need to get home and defeat everything. And so you have to jump so- back and forth in time. To help solve their problems, it's great. I'm writing that down. That sounds like a so, game I can cover. It, I'm it is. Steam here. There's there's a tag in Steam for time travel, and oh. there's one called Paradox Paragram, which I am not familiar with. What? And then there's a VR game, of course, called Time Machine. Um, there's time Ceres? travel with your dad's simulator. Well, I don't know what Ceres <laughs> is, but apparently it's a time travel game. Joe, I posted a link to Millennia in uh, the Skype channel. You can't get awesome. Sadly, you cannot get it digitally, but it's relatively cheap to get on disc. And it runs on DOSBox right out of the bat. Score. Right out of the bat. And, yeah, it's a DOS game, so you can totally cover it. Ah, um, take two. Yeah, take two. And it's it's really great. You have a ship AI that's kind of surly, kind of sassy. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, the game itself is really just fantastic. I did hey, Speaking of Speaking of ship AIs. Yeah. Okay. So That's another so trope, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ship AIs are. Um, so they did that uh, that voice pack with Shatner, right? Yeah. And I got to thinking, why don't we have a, uh, a Neil deGrasse Tyson 
voice pack. But give it time. <laughs> yeah, but but not not specifically an elite. I mean, elite does an amazing job of letting you fly around and get to phenomena and stuff, right? But let's make it more like a Star Trek game because when when he was doing his Cosmos show, remember he he had like we're on the spaceship of the imagination and we're gonna fly out here and look at this black hole or whatever, and then I'm gonna talk to you about black holes. Well, what about this? How about you have a spaceship and you do you fly out and you do science missions, right? And and it's like you actually perform the experiments. Like, all right, let's cruise to the to the uh, whatever they call it, the event horizon of the black hole, and then we're gonna just tip an asteroid in there and see what happens, right? Stuff like that. Um, you know, let's let's like drop a thing on the moon and and see how big a crater it makes because you know moon gravity and whatever. But it it could be like doing things, right? But then you have Neely Tai as the ship's computer that narrates the science lesson that you're participating in. And then what we do is we have slipped the children an accidental education that they didn't even realize they got. I'm surprised we haven't done they haven't done that already. They probably will. It's because it's, it's, it's waiting on a genius like me to come along and figure okay. it out. Yeah, see. Like who? So, what? Like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. But anyway, no. It just uh there are games out there now, like Kerbal Space Program, right? Um, Teaching kids wow. about physics. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, God, and, I, and I, I feel like I know about orbital mechanics a lot more than I used I, to. Yeah. I get, you, yeah get, how, you get into orbit once successfully in Kerbal Space Program. You know more about orbital mechanics than maybe 70%, 80% of the population. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know? so why don't we have, why don't we have Neil deGrasse Kerbal in the game who actually pops up and explains orbital physics and stuff while you're doing things? And could give like bullshit history about the Kerbal Space Program. There's got to be a mod. There has to be, man. I mean, it, 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 the Kerbal stuff should be like The Simpsons. They should have every celebrity as a Kerbal that makes <laughs> some appearance. Oh, uh, I, I do love me. Some I Kerbal. do see images of Neil Kerman and stuff. Really? That's my avatar. I got to go find one. <laughs> wow, this is. What was that, Hunter? Uh, this is crazy. I just figured out a way, like in Google, where it shows you your Steam purchases. That's creepy. How does it do that? Oh, we're not going to go into it right now. Okay. That does something. I wonder if it just goes to, it goes through your Gmail if you're logged in and finds all the... It's quite possible. All the uh, thank you for purchasing from Steam <laughs> emails. So let's see. Where are some... Well, let's see. Uh, let's see. Weird ways of travel. Basic warp is fine. This is another trope, but challenge of the speed of light is an opportunity as well. Fictional technologies and laws of nature need you to invent and enhance other areas of your world. I don't know what he's saying. But then again, I'm well, you know, I'm hungover, that, so I don't know. Well, there's a mechanic, right, for time pressure <laughs> in a game. Yeah, is it's just like, hey, you're gonna go out and explore, and uh, if you fly around too much, when you come back, everybody's dead. So you should probably hurry up. Oh, you mean the space-time dilation? Yeah. Like on uh, that movie Interstellar or whatever? Right. But what they should do, they should have a service where they actually freeze your friends and family. Like whenever whenever you go off in space, they just put everybody you know in suspended animation, keep them on ice till you get back. That's really selfish. Like, hey, guys, I want to go into space. Put, time to put your lives on hold. Sorry. <laughs> you know, they can't just... take them with you. 
The ship only holds one. Sorry, guys. You're going on ice for at least a couple hundred years. Enjoy. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, these tropes are dumb. I think I'm about done. I think those are all the questions we were submitted. We could save the storytelling topic for another time because I'm falling asleep. I drank so much wine last night, like way too much wine, way too much wine. And I've been hungover on a wine hangover all day. And I don't know if you've ever had a wine hangover, but it's one of the worst types of hangovers. The only yeah, it's like it's like an after party guest that doesn't know when to go home. It's exactly like that. You know, the only worst hangover I've had is uh, you guys have seen Firefly, right? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, just making sure. I went to a Firefly themed party a while back where someone made alcoholic mutters milk to the best uh-huh. of their ability. It was, uh, it was the worst hangover I've ever had because I had, I got drunk on mother's milk and, and I, I, yeah, I'm not going to go into detail, but it was bad. It was, it was really, really bad. Well, that's what happens when you find the crappy town where you're a hero. This must be what nice. Corey Mad Very feels like. Nice. This must be what Corey <laughs> Mad feels like. <laughs> I swear everywhere I go, his eyes are following me. I need to do a rewatch. It's been so long. It's been so long. I need to do a rewatch. It's wonderful, but it just makes you sad when you very quickly get to the end and realize there's none left. But that, you know what, that kind, a lot, some people, and I kind of agree, have said that show, and I'm not saying it like Trump says it. Some people have said that, that, uh, that show might have been, that might have been the show Saving Grace. Because it might have gotten it, it, not good. It might it might have had a uh, Buffy season six or an Angel season four, you know. But bring it back on Netflix. Uh oh. Uh, the, I don't know if you saw. Someone released a trailer today for a fan made trailer for Firefly the animated series. So apparently, oh, uh, apparently good. this guy just does that, and yeah, it's he, not he, actually a thing. He makes fan art. It's not a real trailer, but I mean that'd be the best Is way. It the to Tie Fighter that. guy. No, no, no. He's actually, oh, like that tie, that TIE Fighter trailer thing. That was, that amazing. was amazing. But no, this guy's been making yeah. like fan art, Firefly fan art for like a decade. And so he puts, he needs to get a job. No, he sells his, his pieces so. sell for a lot of money and they sell. <laughs> they sell. Get a job, you bum. <laughs> You're not going to live on art. Uh, so let's close this up. Uh, Joe, remind folks where they can find your awesome stuff. You can find me over at the Upper Memory Block Podcast at umbcast.com, where I, I used to say once every two weeks, but now it's once whenever I get around to it, usually about once a month, uh, I, I talk about a game from the Dawson Free Windows XP gaming era, both space games and other. Uh, next episode coming out on uh, is going to be on, I'm never sure how to say this, it's either Tyrion or Tyrion. Which is a really, really awesome shoot em I, I up. always say Tyrion, but yeah, that game, I think you can get it for free on GOG, right? Yeah, it opens sourced around 04. Uh, yeah, so you can and, totally get it for free on GOG, and it's great, you guys. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's tons of fun. And yeah, I think like when you create a GOG account, it's in your account. It's just oh, really? It. They do that yeah, now? It, oh, that's great. That's really sweet of them. I love GOG yeah. so much. Hey, welcome. Here's some games. That's really actually pretty awesome of them. Like I can't say enough good things about GOG, you guys. If you don't have an account there, get one. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, Joe, you have a, you have an awesome podcast. You talk about awesome games. And you're going to be back on in about a month of the, yeah. to talk about old hardware. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully your internet will work that night. 
And uh, I need to figure well, out. This how was to, a good test run. <laughs> was I? St- and I need to figure out how to use uh, virtual audio cables so I can get uh, the MT32 and SC55 going on the stream, uh, so you guys can also hear it. Um. So how'd you do it last time? Did you get? Did, I didn't did you do it stick, at all. Stick I your mic near. No, I didn't do it at all. I didn't even do it because I can't figure out virtual audio cable yet. But you did. You did do a stream where you where you played some stuff. Well, yeah, but that's that was just going through the PC. If I do it just playing through the PC, the folks on the stream will hear it, but you guys won't be able to hear it. Uh, Big difference. It's all complicated. Yeah, it, it makes it much more complicated. So I got to figure that out. Um, uh, so yeah. Um, so but Thursday, guys, uh, we're having an in-game meetup in Elite Dangerous. We're meeting at Tumbao Station in Orcas around 5 o'clock Pacific Time. And we're going to probably hit some resource extraction zones or some anarchy systems. Uh, figure out maybe some kind of race or something. And uh, if you can come into Cobra Mark 3, not Mark 4, because those are positive shit. Mark 3, best ship in the game. Um, then yes, you want to, uh, you want to join us for that Thursday at 5 o'clock. What the fuck is on next week? I think next week we're having uh, the Imperia fella back on. Remember we were supposed to have him on a while back, but he had a death in the uh, family? the Imperia fella. Uh, yeah, Imperia is like Crusader Kings in space. You know? Um, we had him on a long, long time ago. And we were supposed to have him on about a month ago, but a family member died. So that was sad. Mm. But yeah, we're having him on next week. And so, yeah, so lots of stuff coming up. So thank you everyone for watching and listening and to everyone who joined me for my full day of streaming yesterday. Thank you again. Joe, you showed up for a little bit of that. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And so did you, Hunter. Uh, yeah, I was around. Yeah, that was a good time. That I was just at work. I didn't I need to actually do anything so I could pay attention to your stream. I wish, I, I gotta be honest. I wish that Jacob guy was in the U.S. so we could ha- add him on as a fourth, uh, co-host because he was fantastic. <laughs> He was absolutely. We'll just bring him on for the Euro shows. Ah. But the, the, yeah, when you're recording at six a.m., yeah. he's he's, he's he your can, he's your Euro he's your European. But they co-host. happen they happen so infrequently and so inconsistent. Not lately. Ah. That's true. Well, anyway, um, yeah. So thank you everyone for watching and for listening, and don't forget. If you want me in front of the camera more often, head to patreon.com and chip in something. We just reached another goal, thanks to a very generous patron, where now we're going to do monthly meetups. Hey, what about monthly two different meetups? Patreons, right, where people can vote? It's like throw a, throw a dollar in this one if you want Brian on camera, and throw a dollar in that one if you never want to see us. <laughs> and that way you get a dollar from everybody, no matter what their opinion is. <laughs> And you can call you can call the nine hundred number to vote for your favorite star. And do they still do that shit on TV? Um, I think they don't. They still do marathons, like telethons and shit like that. I think. They- no, I meant I meant like uh, the talent shows, right? Where it's like call and vote for your favorite singer. It only isn't, costs- isn't, isn't that titles zero seven? Yeah, isn't, isn't that American? I mean, America Online. Yeah, uh, American Idol. Isn't that you've st- got mail? Isn't that still? I haven't watched TV in about five years. So. Yeah, I yeah, don't. I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think American Idol's on anymore. It's not. I, I thought it was over. Oh, uh, they replaced <laughs> it with The Voice. Oh, okay. I think The Voice is a far better show from what I've seen of it. Jeremiah on YouTube says nine hundred numbers still exist, apparently, which blows my mind. Like what? 
Like, what's some 900 numbers? I gotta find this. One second. 1-900. Hot something. Oh, God. <laughs> Premium rate phone numbers. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is still a thing. It is still a thing. There's a, I'm looking at a page about it on the FCC right You should just set up a, a 900 number that's also a voicemail box, and you just play the voicemails back on the show. <laughs> it's like, they paid five bucks to say this, so we're going to play it. Yeah. Whatever you want. 1-800-SPACE-JUNKIE. I know it's too many lead numbers, but don't worry about it. 1-800-SPACE-JUNKIE. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So, guys, thank you for watching and listening. Uh, Thanks for calling Space Talk. Go ahead, caller. <laughs> caller line one, you're on the air. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Hey, Brian. <laughs> All right, good night, everyone. Let's have some music in here, Boiler. Sure thing. Yeah, you